Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Um, we are continuing, continuing our Memorial Day celebration. Um, very excited to get into the NL relievers tiers that we have uh, come up with. But um, we have some pretty pressing news to talk about here involving a big-name player. Um, And actually, uh, two things. One just pops up here in front of me, LJ. Before we get to um, what happened with Ozzy Albies, have you seen what's happened with Hyunjin Ryu? Um, I have not. This is live, late breaking. Uh, live to me news. as well. He will undergo elbow surgery and miss the rest of the season. Um, they're not sure if he needs full Tommy John or partial repair, um, but he'll be out for the rest of the 2022 season. He had been on the IL for the last two weeks, um, and you know we had seen him struggling to start the year, so we kind of knew that there was something that might have been um, up with him. And, yeah, just a blow to the Blue Jays' uh, starting rotation there. Absolutely. It's just this has been a tough couple years for Hyunjin Ryu. It's sad to see 
uh, in other news, more live and late breaking within the last hour, um, the White Sox have made a couple moves. Liam Hendricks goes to the 15-day IL with right a right forearm strain, and Davis Martin comes back up, and Joe Kelly comes back from the 15-day injured list as well for the White Sox today. So now White Sox down their uh, easily best pitcher or best closer, best reliever, second best pitcher probably on this roster, you'd say so far with how they've all played right now. And I don't see anyone that I particularly trust that much to take up that production because this just means that Joe Kelly is going to be thrown back into more tough spots immediately when he hasn't really gotten a chance to get his footing. Like this is five and two thirds of an inning so far for this guy this year. That's not nearly the amount of time that anyone else has had to ramp back up. It's a completely different level of play. And Kendall Graveman's probably been the least convincing two five one ERA in the league. Wow. Just going all in on the White Sox bullpen today. Um, you know, I don't think Kendall Graveman's actually that bad, but I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that good, though. Well, using re- reliever ERA is, is is always a bad start, especially when you talk about the sample that we're at now with these guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other big news that we didn't touch on is that Eduardo Rodriguez um, announced that he is basically stepping away from the Tigers due to personal matters. He will not rejoin the team at this time, getting placed on the restricted list. Um, LJ had a nice little rant about the Tigers' offense the other night, and now they're losing their big free agent pitcher that they signed this offseason. And there's been no uh, details, no public timetable. This is just a Eduardo Rodriguez is taking a break from... The Tigers. We were on a break. Um, this is this is definitely a big blow. As much as I'm joking there, um, you know, this is certainly a legit, very much a legitimate starter. Deserved the money he got, and he got a bag from this team to come in and try to be their ace for at least the next season as they try to transition into this younger talent into a competitive form and a competitive nature. My heart goes out to him. I hope everything's okay on his end, that everything's going well. I mean, of course, he was already on the IL before he went to the restricted list, but this is just another step of just things gone wrong this year for him. Hopefully things get back to normal, get back to him being right by the end of the season, and we get to see a little more of this guy. But this just is even further a blow to this team because I think there are two – they're really two only moves of the offseason, bringing in Javi Baez and bringing in Eduardo Rodriguez. Both of those moves signaled they're looking for leadership that has been in competitive positions. Like Guys like Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Baez both have World Series championships under their belt at this point. They're both up in that upper 20s range, getting close to 30. And that signifies that they wanted them to be the leadership of this team. And no, I'm not going to necessarily say that Javi Baez is the best leader ever. I don't think it's the best leadership put best choice to give that money and give a position to command respect. But I think Eduardo Rodriguez is a 
much better step in that direction. Like you, you having him and you having Miguel Cabrera there, that gives that group a really strong sense of direction, strong sense of potential leadership. And now you haven't had him out on the, on the field. You haven't had him necessarily always here with the team even. And that just, that's a real blow to the whole clubhouse. Well, let's not forget that their their third, I guess, big move they made was trading for Austin Meadows as well. Um, and he's yes. been, been a dealing with his fair share of injuries as well. So um, Yes, and uh, the reason I didn't mention that too was the fact that that came about right before the season, right? That was like a couple mm-hmm. days before opening day. So, you know, that wasn't a part of their plan. That wasn't, again, part of their necessarily leadership dynamic as much as I think these other guys are. And yeah, I mean, I don't mean to keep talking crap about everyone today, but Javi Baez, you know, you're not, you're not going to have, or you're not going to want guys to be looking to him for their, for your, their hitting philosophy. Although clearly the majority of this team is right now. Um, and you're certainly not going to want it for the personal reasons after everything that happened in New York last year is just like, he shouldn't be the necessarily the face of your team but that's kind of the role that he's being thrust into as the most or the second most well-known name on this team. All right. Well, the big news that comes out of last night's games, um, even though the Braves do win and they get their 12th win in a row, um, they lose a big contributor to their team. Ozzie Albies breaks his foot, fractures his left foot, um, and very strange way that he does this. He basically, he hits a ground ball and as he's running out of the box or attempting to run out of the box, he stumbles and, um, just ends up fracturing his foot where, and just, just, it was really weird how this all happened. Um, but this is a guy who has played in 61 of the 62 games that the Braves have had so far this year. Um, and just a massive loss for them. A guy they have locked up for the long term. And we certainly all know how how uh, extremely valuable he is to that organization. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not seeing much in terms of um, timetable figured out here so far. But, you know, you're definitely expecting it to be a little over those 60 days, probably, you know, at least going to be three months. Three months from now puts us squarely into September. So that's not something you're necessarily going to be able to rely on him, especially to playoff hunt. Like, as much as this team's now won, how many is it now? Like, I'm losing track. Um, 12 straight games. You know, 12 straight games, you're five games back now after a terrible start to the season. You're in competition for the division, but I feel like the Mets are always going to be more cons- a more consistent team. So they're not going to have cold spells. Atlanta most likely will have a cold spell sometime after this hot stretch fades out. So I'm not expecting them to win the division, but they're going to be competing for a wild card spot. And they're going to continue to compete for one. So they need to be strong all the way through the lineup. Not having him there is a huge blow to that, but I'm not honestly worried. I don't think, Brandon, I assume you have, would I assume you tend to agree that you're not all that concerned just because this is just, you know, okay, 
Alex Anthopoulos, fix it. Now just go find a second baseman. Like that, that that's a uh, much smaller job than he had last year to win the World Series. Yeah, it's still a big it's still a big ask to try to replace a guy who is as valuable as Ozzy Albies, but I mean, yeah, last year he was down Ozuna, Acuña, um a lot of guys there. Jamaica. Well, LJ, I think it is time that we get into our NL reliever of the year tiers. Um, at least up until this, up through this point of the season. Um, and I'm going to give a little refresher on how I do my tiers, at least for the relievers of the year. I'm doing three tiers. Tier one is guys that can actually win the award. Tier two is guys that are good but need a lot to go right for them to win the award. And tier three is guys that are really good that you've never heard of before, specifically middle relievers who have no chance to win the award but are having good seasons, and I want to highlight that. So, Brandon, let's go through your full list first. Okay. Guys that can actually win the award, we have Josh Hader. Taylor Rogers and Kenley Jansen. Okay. Those three. The second tier, guys that are good but need a lot to go right for them to win. I have Craig Kimbrell, uh, Edwin Diaz, and uh, Mark Melanson on that list. Um, mostly Mark Melanson is there despite LJ because... Just... Just, just because, okay, just so that, just because he has a 6.2 ERA, the the real choice there is Daniel Bard. Um, I just wanted to see LJ's reaction to Mark You just Malone. wanted my head to explode, not even yes. just because Daniel Bard wasn't there, but for the fact that Mark Melanson was there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Then that, and that worked out beautifully because I felt like I said that with enough confidence where you genuinely thought I was being serious for a second. I'm no, I'm not picking Mark Melanson. It's Daniel Bard for that third spot for guys that could win but need a lot to go right for them. And then the well, guys... Well, let me actually... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can talk and then... We'll take a timeout. We'll take a timeout. Yes, timeout. Because you can have the floor on all of the guys you want after you finish reading off your tier and then I'll go through my, my list and we'll probably cross somewhere in there. But I do have to say... Mark Melanson, you know, things could go right for him to get this reliever of the year award. You know, a lot of guys would have to fall off the map. He'd have to change everything about the way he pitches. But if all of that were to happen, then, like, you know, there's a shot. So, LJ, go, whoa, 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 LJ, so what happened five minutes ago when you said, I'm not trying to hate on everybody today? All right, you know what? I, I give up. You, we just you, picked you, a bad day for LJ. This. No, we you just created picked a... this. You bring me to the Tigers. You brought me. What was the first section that I? What was the first thing we talked about? Well, we started with Hyunjin Ryu. Oh no, that's right. We went over the Chicago White Sox. And... Yeah. All right. You're you're feeding me at this point. Like, what else are you expecting? What what else do people come for at this LJ point? LJ is grumpy today, everybody. <laughs> LJ's grumpy day. All right, so that's my first two tiers. Uh, LJ, take us through your tiers, how you have them laid out. All right, well, I have four tiers here. I've got my leader, 
I've got my contenders. I have, I keep naming it the pack, but this should be the Peloton. The Peloton. And, and then we have the OLI, the outside looking in. My leader here, we got Josh Hader. I, there's, there's no one better in the game. And there hasn't been anyone better in the game for a very long time. This is a three-time Trevor Hoffman NL Reliever of the Year Award winner. He's got the pedigree. And at this point, it's his re- it's his award to lose. The other two guys I have in here as my con- other contenders would be Taylor Rogers and Kenley Jansen. Overall, Kenley Jansen is probably having the most underrated season among the elite relievers. I don't think what he's doing is getting enough credit because he's be- probably at his best that he's been in a very long time. Taylor Rogers, very strong, doesn't have the name recognition, so I'm not sure he's going to have as clear a cut time through. As for the Peloton, there is a guy with name recognition here. That one's going to be Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz, by his own numbers, by every metric, he should 100% be a contender. But just because his name is Edwin Diaz, he does not get respect. And therefore, I don't think he can get past the Peloton just because he would have to put up Josh Hader numbers for anyone to actually respect him. That's basically what Mets fans have done to this poor guy. So This is a guy that has put up Josh Hader stats in the past, since 2018. Well, this is a guy who's put up Josh Hader-like stats in the past. This is a guy who's putting up reliever of the year type stats right now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know you hate ERA. You know, it's an easy to look at for this type of thing a 213 ERA 220 FIP 17 strikeouts per nine um fantastic like again if this guy hadn't blown like a small handful of games over his career and people hadn't freaked the heck out about it he would 100% be on that contending tier but you know no one's gonna stop hating on him so let's not kid ourselves the other two guys I have here Daniel Bard has been an absolute machine this year, an absolute menace. And definitely, you know, you got to have those top, top guys fall off the pack for him to get in, but he deserves that respect. And then Devin Williams, another terrific season from this guy, 274 ERA, 1.57 FIP with 15 strikeouts per nine on his line this year. He is the best, or no, excuse me, I'll give him the second best uh, non-closer on this list, but he's got that name recognition. He has that propensity for dominance, and that goes a long way. Now over to the OLI. I'm going to start the OLI with – where is his name? Why is he not coming up? Um, Here he is. Ryan Helsley. We got a 0.37 ERA, 12 strikeouts per nine, 1.17 FIP on the year through 24 innings. If it weren't for Giovanni Gallegos, this guy would be rolling in the saves right now, and everybody would be hyping him the heck up. Either way, this is a terrific time. Needs way too much to go right for him, but he certainly needs to be mentioned here. The other guy that I was going to mention that is... Oh, can, I, a... can I jump in with yep. Helsley? Because uh, I have Helsley on my list. Um, and my, he's how I started my third tier. 
uh, as well. I should mention uh, Devin Williams. It would, he would probably fit in my second tier. I kind of was unsure where to rank him just because I know that he's not going to win this award. Um, and a lot of people know who he is already. Didn't want to spend too much time on him. But yes, he's he's nasty for sure. Um, Helsley, though, you know, just a guy that second most war among NL relievers. Um, you know, you're talking a guy that can certainly pitch in high leverage um, with the five saves he has. Uh, averages around 99 miles an hour with the fastball. Um, and has really done a good job keeping the walks down. Actually walks fewer batters than Josh Hader does per nine innings. So that's pretty interesting to look at. Um, and yeah, just pure filth. 0.37 ERA. Are you serious? Uh, that's nasty. Yeah, and the other guy, non-closer, non I was going to bring up here is A.J. Minter, mm. who has been absolutely, again, crazy, probably the second best lefty in the game right now certainly the second best lefty in this conversation just hasn't been getting the closing opportunities because kenley jansen is so good 101 era 101 fip hasn't allowed a home run this year and those are just terrific stats and then another guy that doesn't have the name recognition to really move much farther up this conversation david bednar the closer for the pittsburgh pirates 10 saves 1.29 ERA, you know, again, those numbers, he should be higher up, but the pedigree isn't there. You know, overall, I think when you're talking about reliever of the year, more likely people are going to think of Devin Williams before they think of David Bednar, even if he does lead, end up leading the league in saves or something crazy like that. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Um, I also had AJ Mentor um, on my third tier along with David Bednar. Um, AJ Minter, a guy a lot of people forget, but was huge for the Braves in that playoff run last year, um, especially in the NLCS. When you base it on um, championship win probability added, uh, he had the third most uh, on his team. Or actually, sorry, let me pull this up here. Yeah, third most on his team. Um, and he was a he only threw six innings the, that whole series against the Dodgers. Um, just came in in huge, huge moments um, as a lefty. Shot it down. Um, actually didn't have the greatest World Series, believe it or not. Um, but was shut down in the CS and DS. Nice to see him off to a great start this year. Um, certainly a great weapon for the Braves out of that bullpen. And other than that, that wraps up my list. Is there anything else you wanted to go through? I've got two more guys. First, Joe Mantiply of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, actually top 10 in reliever war right now. Um, 23 innings pitched, and you're talking a .39 walks per nine, um, which, you know, pretty good. That's okay. He's walked one batter through 23 innings this year. Um, that's solid to 22 strikeouts. Um, I certainly like to see that out of a guy coming out of the bullpen. And, oh, yeah, .39 ERA as well. So he's right up there with a guy like Ryan Helsley. Um, and then my last guy, I'm going to give someone on the Rockies some love. This guy legitimately might have the most war out of any pitcher on the Rockies this year. Actually, I'm almost certain he does. 
0.9 war. Tyler Kinley um, out of the bullpen for them has been really good this year as well. 0.75 ERA um, in 24 innings, 10 Ks per nine. Um, and an 82% left on base percentage. Uh, so, you know, when whenever he's uh, coming into a game with guys on base or if he allows guys on base, he does a great job at holding them. Um, so, and you like to see that out of your middle relievers. Um, but yeah, thought that he was he was really interesting. Um, LJ, and I will, I will definitely say the NL has a lot more name recognizable relievers than the American League does. Yeah, and you know, I feel like you know, it's funny too because how many of those guys like how much has that changed? Where did those guys go? I mean, yes, a guy like well, really, part of this is Chapman. You know, mm-hmm. Chapman falls off. There's definitely other guys here. Well, some of the older names, it takes a little while for Tampa guys to get the reputation that they deserve. But you it know, also doesn't guys... help that like they don't have a set closer. You know, a lot of the yep. name recognizable guys are closers. You know, you have your Devin Williams and guys like that. Um, but you know, a lot of the time it's the guy that's in there at the end of the game for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, it's just tough because there's not a lot of exciting names anymore. A lot of them have moved on. But, like, again, Craig Kimbrell was in the American League for a good chunk of time, pops back over. If we're looking at between the late 2010s teams and the late 2010s reliever of the year races, and now there's a big shift there in terms of the names. But either way, like, the names that are all here, for the most part, they've all been – in the National League mm. for a while. I mean, Edwin Diaz jumps over. Um, Daniel Bard doesn't count. But Taylor Rogers and Edwin Diaz on my list are the only two players that played in the American League ever on this list. So it's not like there was a huge jump of just National League teams making this more important. It's just, yeah, right. It's, a ver- it's very much more interesting. And I think that's probably why it's so much harder to move up and around in this list than it is in the American league list because a young guy like Jordan Romano or Joe Barlow can get clearly into this conversation. Even a guy like Jason Adam for Tampa Bay can get into this conversation because there's not a lot of guys that you necessarily have to make sure you include in this list. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting because, um, you know, the top three, at least for me, Hayter, Rogers, Jansen, uh, Taylor Rogers, this was a guy that wasn't even on the Padres to start the year, um, wasn't even the closer on his own team, maybe, to start the year for the Twins, um, but, you know, has done a great job with San Diego. Uh, LJ, I, I forget where you said, was was he in your second tier in the He was in the, in the competitors. He was in the contenders. Okay. Yeah, he, he's basically he's probably if I had if I had to do it in terms of ranking, he would be my third choice right now. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably how I had it because I'd say Hater is far and away number one, and then uh, Jansen. It's like Hater and Jansen, even Diaz, you could fit in that case. I'd say a what's Diaz. His, what's his name? What's his name? Yeah. You know, LJ. 
I find it amazing. He only gave up three home runs last season, Edwin Diaz. He's already given up three this year, yet everyone is fine with how he's pitched this year. Um, Until he screws up. Like, you can't act like we haven't heard a ton of Edwin Diaz hate this year. No, no, no. No, absolutely. But you're telling me he only gave up three homers last season? Through all of that that I had to hear, it was only three? Chapman gave up two in a game last year. <laughs> two in a game. I can think of... You have one fifteen home run season, and all of a sudden you're enemy number one for life. Chapman allowed nine homers last year. I I don't understand it. It's like, you Man know... Didn't even make, how, did, how did Edwin Diaz not make the All-Star game? Was he off to that rough of a start? Like... He couldn't have been. It couldn't have been that bad. All three. Watch all three of his home runs be in the first half. Um, Let's see. You can go ahead and look, but I'm gonna just gonna say it right now. It's way too early to be saying this, but let's assume he has a very full and healthy career as a closer, because he certainly, again, looks great this year. He's looked great for the last three years. I don't really expect him to have another 2019 anytime soon. All of a sudden, you get to a point where. His counting stats are in Hall of Fame range. Are the Met, are Mets fans going to keep this guy out of the Hall of Fame single handedly just by talking so much crap about their own closer for so long? Like, can you imagine if he's here another ten years? Well, they, they have to get a Billy Wagner in the Hall of Fame first because he was on the Mets. Remember, a uh, Billy Wagner's got to get in the Hall of Fame, and then we could start talking about any other reliever not named Mariano or Trevor Hoffman to get in. True. But, like, operate under my hypothetical for a second. Okay. Can you imagine that? Because I can see a, I can see a world where he turns into an underrated numbers guy in a Hall of Fame case, where it's like, oh, you look at his numbers, but nobody remembers him as being that good entirely because Mets fans have this unnecessary vitriol for their own closer. The Mets will ruin Edwin Diaz's career. Okay. Um, also, LJ, all three home runs were in the second half of the 2021 season. So how did he not make the All-Star game? So I'm going to give you... That's a lot of good NL relievers, but... I'm, I'm going to give you what his stat line was heading into the All-Star break. It was... 33 innings pitched um, with a 2.94 ERA, a 2.01 FIP. Um, Where's his saves? Does it show saves on here? Actually, I can look right here. He had 18 saves in a 3-2 record (laughs) and didn't get in. That's brutal. And I mean, Chapman got in after like that week or so prior to the All Star game. He was, it was rough, and he got in. <laughs> so play devil's advocate. Yeah, but that's because his name is Aroldis Chapman. Chapman, and he plays well, for the Yankees. <laughs> it's not even just playing for the Yankees. It's the fact that he is known as being a good closer. Edwin Diaz is known as being a bad closer, and it makes which is just bad. yeah, it, it is insane. You like his 2018 season. I'm not a big, like, saves guy, but 57 saves in a season is downright incredible. 
I would love to hear your rationale for not being a saves guy because you seem to find a way to hate any um, traditional metric, but um, we can save that for another day. No, I believe that that the save made people... that The only reason why we have closers is because of the save stat. Interesting. Just feel like if this person is truly your best reliever... It would be best fit for them to face the best hitters or in the highest leverage situation of the game. Well, that just, but that also comes into a uh, philosophy question of are you more concerned about the highest leverage situation or the highest pressure situation? Because your best guy is going to be trained to go into those high, high pressure situations and those situations are areas where guys are either going to step up or crack more frequently. The the three hitter on a team in the seventh inning still has only like a 35% chance to get on base. Whereas, you know, the ninth inning it's, it's put up or shut up time and somebody's either going to put up or they're going to shut up. And I think a lot of times that second or third guy out of your bullpen isn't necessarily made for that type of pressure and he's more willing to shut no, more exactly. apt to shut up and also, I, would, I would still I should, use a closer no and i should say that there is some guys that are just used to coming out and pitching the ninth inning and that's when they pitch best and i understand that but like i don't know i'm just a big math guy and you know like it's just it's it's very inoptimal to run your team with a with a strict closer where you will only throw them in the ninth inning like Yes, and there's, and I'm not saying that a lot of teams do that anymore, because um, we see a lot of teams be super flexible. Tampa, um, even St. Louis, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that are very flexible with their bullpen. Um, it was just making a point, like that's in the past. That's how some closers were used. But I Brandon, think that, one more question before we wrap sure. up. Do you think that this race here? You know, I've got Josh Hader here in the lead. Other guys in this list, Kenley Jansen, Taylor Rogers, Daniel Bard, all these guys. Are they doing Trevor Hoffman right? Is this is this a NL reliever of the year race worthy of Trevor Hoffman right now? Oh, uh, yeah, because Josh Hader's going to win. He's a brewer. Trevor Hoffman was a brewer. They're absolutely doing him right. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That'll do it for today's show. Check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. Tomorrow is our AL Rookie of the Year breakdown. Stay tuned. See you mañana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.